Welcome back into Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 FM in the Auburn area. J.J. Jackson with Tom Peavy, and now we are so thrilled to be joined in person at SEC Media Days by our good friend Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. Tony, how are you? I'm good, guys. I'm just happy to have a home game. Yeah. Right, I'm here. I get to sleep <laughs> in my own bed. I got to see my grandson yesterday before I drove down here, and uh, it's good. I get to go home, have a little dinner, and, uh, and come back and do it all again tomorrow. Has the College Football Hall of Fame always been something that you enjoy coming by and visiting and just kind of reminiscing on some yeah, of the great moments? I had a chance to do some work in the original planning stages of the Hall of Fame. They asked me to do some some writing treatments and stuff like that. So some of the stuff, some of the words you see up here, I actually got a chance to put here. So, I'm, yeah, this is, uh, this is a big deal. I had been to the College Football Hall of Fame in South Bend, Indiana, and I love the people there, but – you know, South South Bend's got a place you, you, you got to want to be there. Right. <laughs> you know, Atlanta is, is a destination city where a lot of people come up to do the aquarium and the Braves and the, everything that's going on here. So this is a, to me, given our history with college football, this is where the Hall of Fame should be. And with that said, I mean, here we are talking about SEC Media Days, football right around the corner. You're here on behalf of the Dodd Trophy as well, given out for uh, the top head coach in the world. And uh, in the sport, I should say, it's got to be a tough award each and every year. So many good candidates, it feels like. Well, it is because the, the Dodd Trophy is a little bit different uh, than most Coach of the Year awards. Most Coach of the Year awards reward a guy who's had a great season and done a good job coaching his team. Well, that's part of that's only part of it for the Dodd Trophy. We take into account uh, with the three pillars that Coach Dodd, the legendary Bobby Dodd from Georgia Tech, believed in scholarship, leadership, and integrity. And the coach has got to have all those. Uh, what does his team do academically? What does his, what do his players do? What does he do from a community um, uh, give back standpoint, uh, uh, support? And, uh, and, 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 and we spend a lot of time going over what the coaches have done uh, and we meet as a board in December to pick the winner. But it, it's different in that it's more than just the game. It's about off the field, the way the coach conducts himself uh, with scholarship, leadership, and integrity. And then this year with it being in Atlanta, as you said, Bobby Dodd all his years at Georgia Tech were, what, a, a drive away from, from Bobby Dodd Stadium yep. uh, where the Yellow Jackets play to be in Atlanta for all this too. Yeah, and, and, and this, this is a year – I'm helping out the Dodd Trophy people because you guys were going to be here. All the radio row was going to be. They said this is a great time to promote the Dodd Trophy, and uh, I'm more than happy to help them do that. So let's talk Auburn football. They've got a head coach. Brian yep. Marson, has, he's getting set for his second year, and uh, we saw how crazy the offseason was uh, with all the crazy reports that were out there. It's always interesting for us, the outsiders kind of looking in, to what the scene and the, the pulse of Auburn football is like for Coach Harson, Where are you sitting in all of this? Welcome to the SEC, Coach. <laughs> <clears throat> it's different here. Somebody said uh, it just means more. Did I, did I read that somewhere? <laughs> it's tough. It, it, it's a tough job, and that Auburn is a tough job for obvious for a lot of different reasons. Auburn's had a lot of success over the years. Last year did not go well. When you start out 6-2, and two, you say, well, worse, worse we're going to be is 8-4. and four. And it didn't work out that way. And you lose to Alabama in a game that Auburn could have easily won. And that is just a soul-crunching loss. No kidding. It really gets you down in your core. So, all the stuff that went on in the offseason, if you're a fair-minded person, you didn't like to see that. And now, by the way, he's got, well, Coach, we're going to let you stay, but go recruiting and <laughs> have fun. So, 
I, I wish Brian Harson well, uh, but have you looked at the schedule? Yeah. Right. Have you looked at the schedule? Yeah, you got to play everybody in the West that you always have to play. That's no different. But guess what? You get to play Georgia every year, and they're pretty good. They all, they're only the defending national champs. And, oh, by the way, Penn State was going to drop by and see us during the yeah. course of the year. So it, even if Auburn is a better team and Brian Ho- Harson coaches them at a very high level, it's hard to see how they're going to improve 7-5, maybe, maybe. Right. It's hard to see. And what does, that, what does that mean? You guys know a lot more about it than I do. Uh, when you're looking at that schedule, obviously the first two games, cupcake games, should mm-hmm. win those. With everything that happened in the offseason and the way the fans are still talking now because the recruiting is not really going all that great comparatively, mm-hmm. how absolutely critical is that Penn State game for Brian Harson? Now, obviously, you got LSU right after that, but that seems like the first big one where fans can either jump ship for good or maybe give somebody a little bit of hope that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Well, it's critical because it's at home. Okay? Right. And, and if, if you don't play well in front of the home folks against your first – major test the grumbling's going to start i mean there's there's no there's no getting around that how you react to it is another thing but the grumbling is going to start and it's uh yeah it's a it's a very very tough schedule but you know i agree with you that penn state game is crucial you talk about some of the best atmospheres in college football auburn got to experience the wide out there at uh penn state this past season now they get to return the trip and come down to the SEC over your years. What have you appreciated out speaking to our Auburn audience about sort of those game day atmospheres at Jordan Hare? I've seen a lot of games at Auburn, uh, dating back to my undergrad days at Georgia in 1984. I think I did my first. First of all, Georgia Auburn is my favorite game. Yeah, it has always been my favorite game for a lot of different reasons, and that's why I'm. I'm I, I want to. If we go to a, a one-seven scheduling model, if we stick with eight games. I don't like that idea because I don't I don't want Georgia Auburn to go away even for a year. You know, right. people say it's going to rotate. So that that's my quick uh, soapbox moment on Georgia Auburn. Uh, but the atmosphere there, I've seen so so many great games there. And what was interesting is I was supposed to be at the kick six game. Now, true story, I'll tell you guys. I'm, yeah, I'm supposed I'm working for CBS. I'm supposed to be at the kick six game, uh, and my granddaughter, who was who had was less than two years old, got sick. She she was fine and all that, but we did have to take her to the hospital and figure out some things. And I called CBS. I said, "Hey guys, uh, family I'm, first. I, I, yeah. I'm, 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 until I know what's wrong with my granddaughter, at that time we didn't know what was wrong with her. I said, I there's no way I'm coming to Auburn and get in the, get in that traffic and have to get out of there in a hurry. And CBS was great. They were they totally understood." My man Dennis Dodd had, was somewhere else in the country and had to catch a flight and catch it and get there. But but that was an incredible atmosphere. Sure. I mean, just that whole thing. Uh, I was there when uh, you know Terry Bowden's first year when they beat when they beat Alabama to finish undefeated. That was as exciting thing as I've ever seen. And of course, the '89 game. The '89 game was still the most emotional day of. of do, I've done this 46 years. It was still. It is still the most emotional football game I've ever seen. I went down to the Tiger Walk and was just standing there in the Tiger Walk, and grown men were crying. <laughs> That's how emotional that day was. So Jordan Hare has given has been great to me in my life and career. It's just some incredible moments. Well, another place has been great to you. You mentioned Georgia. Uh, obviously, Georgia has been a big part of of, uh, of your career. 
How big was this past year with Georgia finally getting that monkey off their back? Well, I'll tell you a story. Uh, I've got three of my fraternity brothers, and every year we go to the Georgia-Florida game together. And we tailgate and we play golf and we tell lies about our misspent youth and exaggerate how handsome we were. <laughs> and we do, we do all those things. And so I told them, I said, now, boys, I said, if Georgia gets to the national championship game, we are going. And for the first time, for the second time in 35 years, I'm not going to sit in the press box. Right. I'm going to sit in the stands with you. So that's what happened. We got there. Uh, it was an incredible night. And when Georgia won the game, somebody's grandmother – uh, grab me and hug me, and I, I, I'm eternally grateful to whoever she is. Uh, that it was just a great, great uh, atmosphere, and yeah, it was a. I called home. My wife didn't go to Georgia, but her father taught at Georgia. Right. My daughter has two degrees from Georgia, undergrad and a law degree, and they. I called home to check in, and they're both crying. They, they there's it's. <laughs> it was such an emotional thing. Uh, one of my attorney brothers, we're sitting in the stands taking pictures and all that, and he's crying. He said, 41 years is a long yeah. time to wait. So, yeah, it was – and I still – weeks after the game was over, I still had Georgia fans coming up to me saying, man, did that just – did that really happen? <laughs> and I said, yeah, it did. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it did. It's, you know, I, I went to Auburn, got my degree, but I grew up a Georgia fan, started going to Georgia games in 82. Yep. So, from 82 to 98. I grew up in Sanford Stadium. Right. So even though I'm now Auburn, I, I, I got what you felt. I mean, it, 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 it's still even though I'm kind of out of the Georgia thing, I, I understood it because I lived that for so many years right. that how hungry the dog fans were for something well, like that. Well, and over the course of those 41 years, Georgia had been in position. I mean, Georgia won the national championship in 80. Right. They were in position to win it again in 1982, yeah. which, which might have been Vince Dooley's Best team, Herschel Walker was a junior. His right. his last year, they lose to Penn State in the Sugar Bowl yeah. for the national championship. The, obviously, they, they had a number of other opportunities to win national championship. They lost to Alabama on a walk-off touchdown pass in right. 2017. So, it's not like Georgia had not been competitive. They had been there. They just came up short every time. So, to, to finally – let's put it that the, the Kaylee Ringo interception at the end of the game that ran back People, people weren't even hugging. They were taking beer and just throwing it up in the <laughs> air. It was just because then you, because as soon as that happened, you knew yeah. the game was over and they were going to win. Well, and now the million dollar question: Do they do it again this year? They're good enough to do it again. They are now. Let's let's be honest. Their defense cannot possibly be as good. Right. You're talking about a defense that lost five five first round draft choices, uh, but they're still very good because they recruited at a very very high level. My question is not physical. My question is mental. All right. I've had this conversation with Nick Saban a bunch of times, and he says the toughest thing to do as a coach is to convince a, guy, a group of guys who achieved a goal they'd been pursuing and then say, you've got to work harder next year. Right. You've got to work harder. You can't work it. You've got to work harder. And he said that is counterintuitive the way human beings react. Yep. Once they achieve a goal, they tend to relax and enjoy the goal. Uh, but you, you don't do that in competitive athletics because you've got another season to go. Right. So I think Georgia is good enough to do it. I think you look at their schedule. I think uh, they play Oregon in the opener, and assuming things go well there, their schedule sets up nicely. Uh, the SEC East is good, but there's just a talent gap between Georgia and everybody else. So I think they're good enough to do it. I think they'll play Alabama in the SEC championship game again. I'll be right. stunned if they're both not un- if they're if they're both not undefeated. I will be absolutely right. stunned. 
Well, and of course, we're SEC media days. Everybody's talking about Georgia and Alabama as the favorites. But when you kind of look at the rest of the college football world, who else do you see that can make some noise in there? I guess, obviously, Ohio State or is somebody they talk about. Oh, yeah. About, I mean, but. Ohio State, from a talent standpoint, they've got the quarterback, they've got the depth, they've got all of that. Is Clemson that kind of team? You got to tell me how their quarterback's going to play, right. what kind of quarterback play they'll get. Defensively, they'll be good, even though Brett Venables is now at Oklahoma. Uh, but, yeah, I. I you know what? I, I think Georgia and Alabama are going to play again yeah. for the national championship. I really do I, yeah. because you just look at the talent. You know, Ohio State could upset that. I understand that. But I think I think they will do it. And, uh, boy, you think they'll sell all the tickets. If Georgia and Alabama play again, <laughs> yeah. the, the only problem is this time it would be in Los Angeles. Ah. Oh, man. Yeah. Ah. But the third national title meeting between those two teams, I mean, this would this would settle it. One-one well, one split. I mean, that would, that, oh, we need parity in college football. Yeah. This would settle it. <laughs> Tony Barnhart's here with us. Mr. College football is, again, we're here at SEC Media Days. A lot of change going on in the sport with mm-hmm. conference realignment, name, image, likeness. The transfer portal is crazy. Where is the sport headed over the next five, ten years? Well, the, the sport, we're gonna, it's going to change. One of the things that Commissioner Sankey said yesterday, he told his coaches, he said, guys, it will never again be the same. But it doesn't have to be what it is now with back, backbiting and all that kind of stuff. We're going to work our way through name, image, and likeness, but it's, it's not going to happen fast because we've got, we've got a leadership void at the top of college athletics. NCAA right. is on the side of a milk carton somewhere because we don't know where they are. Uh, they've got to come up with some sort of infor- – the key word that Commissioner Sankey said, we need a set of enforceable guidelines. That's the key word. And how do you do that? Where does that come from? I think the transfer portal is going to be fine. I think they're going to they're going to come up with some windows, probably two windows a year that you can do it, and that will work out. Uh, what's the college football playoff going to look like? I'm hoping it's 12 teams, because if it's 12 teams, I think the SEC can afford to go to a nine-game conference right. schedule, which I think would be best for the fans and certainly better for the TV partners. But but until you tell me what the playoffs going to look like, I'm not ready to commit to playing nine conference games. Because that makes it more difficult to get there, and um, so you know we will we will see. But look, here's the irony, guys. Here's the irony of all of this. While the SC, while the college football is going through all this change and all this uncertainty, and while this is going on, the game on the field is better than it's ever been. The game on the field is incredible. Good point. I mean, so many great players and so many. It's, and so we're going to work it out because we've got to work it out because the game is too good. Not to uh, not to help help get it where it needs to be, but I will say the NIL is a sticky wicket. We got yeah. a bunch of work to do on that one. No kidding, no kidding. What are you up to these days when you're not writing and talking about college football? How does how does Tony Barnhart unwind in 2022? I've got two grandchildren. That'll which, do it. Which is all I need, <laughs> and that's all I need to stay as busy as I want to be. Uh, one is ten, uh, Sloan, the mighty Sloan, we call her, and Bo is two. He's our pandemic baby who came in August of uh, 2020. And so I spend as much time as I can with them. Uh, I play golf, but I play it so poorly I don't want to hurt people, yeah. so I have to be careful there. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, – but, it's you know, it's time to crank up. I mean, this this means it's – you know, my wife says summer's over. I said, yep, it is. <laughs> it is for all of us who cover college football, That's summer's right. over. As an Atlanta guy, is it fair to say you're a Braves fan? I love the Braves. Okay. Love the Braves. And they I, I, celebrated a World I Series, and so now they're back ex- on a big run. Well, and the way that they did it. I mean, they, yeah. were, they were giving up for dead 
and they go out and pick up four or five more pieces to <laughs> enhance their team. And they were the best team in baseball down the stretch. It was great. Tony, so good to see you always. Thanks for taking some time to chat with us. All right, guys. Be good. That's Tony Barnhart here at SEC Media Days.